Welcome. You're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and tips from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or relationships to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better. Start now. The self-help world is full of trite sayings that are meant to inspire. And just because something is overused doesn't make it not true or not a value. But there are some things that pop up in this personal development self-help world that I believe are well-intentioned, but wrong. Not just hackneyed, but actually harmful propaganda. Today's episode is about just that. Two words that drive me crazy every time I hear and see them. What are they? Cut carbs? (laughs) Drink water? (laughs) Count macros? No, the two words that drive me crazy are be fearless. Be fearless. Rawr. The boss, babe, self-empowerment, live, laugh, love accounts scream at us. Don't listen to those fears, ladies and gentlemen. Be fearless and take that lead. Quit your day job. Pursue your passion. Live, laugh, love. Hashtag blessed. Okay, so I'm not normally super ranty to you, and today is no exception, but I do want to break down why I don't love this kind of self-help propaganda and what I would replace it with. And why does this matter? Firstly, I think it's useful to question our inputs just in general. I'm talking about what we feed our brains. It's actually way easier than it should be to get swept up in the messages du jour, you know, and find yourself swept along in the current of toxic positivity and well-intended but misguided self-help. I mean, any time we're searching for answers and for inspiration outside of ourselves, we're actually vulnerable to questionable inputs and influences, right? And you've seen this go wrong in the online world many times in recent history, whether it's an influencer who basically creates a starvation diet and labels it as an accountability plan, or public figures who market themselves as just like you, except willing to do the work, who want to sell you their learn how to hustle like me program. But again, So what, right? So what if an aspirational seven-figure income generator who wants you to join their MLM tells you to be fearless? (laughs) What's the harm, right? Well, a few things, actually. And they are much more likely to hold us back. They're not neutral. So let's talk about why you should not and likely will not ever be fearless and what to do instead. Okay, I for one have a relatively functioning brain and I am happy to report that my amygdala lights up with fear when it receives a signal from the environment that it should do so. (laughs) I am not fearless. Is that a black bear? Ding, ding, ding. Is that car swerving into my lane ahead? Ding, ding, ding. Is that dark trail the wrong choice to finish my run home at this hour? Ding, ding, ding. You know, I'm grateful for the fear center in my brain. Without it, like I'm kind of toast, right? I don't want to be fearless. I want to be smart. I want to be alert. And I want to be fierce in the face of my fears. That is much more brave than not having fear or shutting it down as invalid. And that's really my point. When we tell one another to be fearless, besides the obvious risk of attack by bear, we invalidate the experience of feeling scared to do a thing. The fear of failing, the fear of speaking up, that's very normal. If we tell each other to be fearless, 
We have set ourselves up for failure at the first sign of nervousness or anxiety about a thing. Does that resonate with you? So I'm not fearless. What I fear in my mind and in my ego is failure. Uh, I fear posting a video of myself speaking or my face on social media like literally ever. <laughs> I fear the natural consequences of aging. I fear some tough conversations. I fear being misunderstood. Incidentally, I fear driving on I-95 or anywhere in Maryland. <laughs> I fear not making more out of my life. Like, this is all I accomplish, right? And I've always felt like that. I will probably never not feel like that. I fear not seeing more of the world in my remaining 50 years here. I fear not knowing what I want to be when I grow up. Does any of this sound familiar? Do you fear being seen? Do you fear putting something out in the world that nobody cares about? Or do you fear being ridiculed, being excluded, being mocked, being irrelevant, being thought of as showy, or being thought of as incapable? Do you fear failing? Or maybe do you fear succeeding? These fears are never going away. So can we stop telling people who feel those fears that to do so is to fail at something? Fear itself isn't failure. Instead, I want to talk about how to face those fears and how to proceed anyway in the face of them, in some cases, in light of them. And that's why I think fear can be a gift. Think of an example in your mind of something that you're afraid of or afraid to do. Maybe it's to walk away from the career, city, or relationship that isn't serving you. Maybe you have fear around starting that online business or that book you want to write. Maybe you're afraid of aging or being single or your changing body. Maybe you have fear about what your children will do or not do or fear that your relationship won't survive difficult circumstances. Is that fear a sign that you are flawed? On the contrary, it's a sign that you're alive and it's also a signal to pay attention to. Okay, so whatever it is for you, whatever comes up for you when I run through that gamut, if you will, hold some space for it and consider these management tools. Because yeah, I believe we can be fierce, not fearless. Here's what I mean. I'm going to talk about some of the things that I actually do to manage fear and to proceed anyway. So one of the most powerful things that you can do to fear is drag it from the dark corners of your mind directly into the light. Acknowledge the fear. Name it. Call it what it is. I have done this with you. I shared in episode 82, an episode called, literally, <laughs> I've been avoiding you. I shared that I was afraid to come on the air because I was afraid of disappointing you. I've named my many fears around food, around body image. Recently, in my episode with Shantae Jackson, I shared that I was scared to come back on the air, quit my corporate job, and ask you to reinvest your time and energy with me. I was afraid of being seen, and at the same time, I was afraid nobody would care. A funny thing happens when you drag your fears into the light. They lose a lot of their power. They thrive in the dark, and your bravery is revealed in the revealing. Try naming it. Try putting a name on that feeling. Try stealing some of its power by shining a light on it. And naming it is important too. This requires some thought work. And what I mean is you can say, I'm afraid that my child will fail at XYZ and get their feelings hurt. But what you mean is you're afraid that they might fail and it will somehow reflect something back at you that you don't want. Or you will lose your second chance at living a full life because you're living by proxy through your child, maybe. Or maybe you're calling something by a code name, like 
perfection or procrastination. I can't write that book till I've done this or that, or I can't get my finances in order until I have X dollars a month. You see what I mean? These procrastinations, these roadblocks, these obstacles that we create for ourselves are fear showing up in different outfits. Name it. Call it what it is. What if you say what the real fear is? I'm afraid if I take a close look at my finances, I will have to make uncomfortable decisions or different choices, or I'm afraid I'll damage the expectations or bump up against the limitations that my parents set for me. I'm challenging you with peeling back the layers until you can really name what that fear is for you. Here's an example. A fear of public speaking is very rarely a fear of words coming out of your mouth witnessed by others. Right? Instead, it's a fear of being seen, a fear of judgment, a fear of failure. Journal or discuss or sit with yourself on the thing that feels like it's a block for you until you can call it by name. Okay, there's another mental trick that I do, and I did an entire mini-sode on it, and that is the power to put things in perspective, the power to zoom out. That episode is 208, maybe? I'll link to it. But it's a wonderful tool when you need to be reminded that we have the ability to turn focus into obsession, and sometimes there's a need to zoom all the way out and see that what we thought was like code red all over our lives was really just like a teeny tiny ladybug, and we were way too far zoomed in on it. Zoom out for perspective. I'll link to that. I won't repeat it all here, but that mental trick helps me a lot when I feel fear come up for me, especially when I'm thinking of doing something new or getting out of my comfort zone. But there's more than mental hacks and thought work to do to manage fear. It's actually my belief that in some ways, fear is here to serve us, not just for survival, not just because of the black bear, but to actually help us level up. I honestly believe we can use it, we can leverage it, and we can take its power to propel us. There are loads of examples where people feel physical fear and they use it to survive a dire situation. That proves the point, technically, but in my own life, there are many less dramatic ways that I use fear to propel me. For example, If I'm about to step on stage in front of an audience that I don't want to disappoint, right? Or if I'm lining up for the swim at the start of a triathlon, you know, and I just don't want to die. (laughs) I mentally breathe that fear into adrenaline. I say, thank you. I needed that. And I convert that fear into energy. I use it to motivate me, to pump me up, to propel me. For the record, I'm actually terrified to swim in water that I can't see through. So lakes are like phobia level terrifying to me. And most triathlons are held in lakes and other bodies of water where you cannot see all the sea monsters and the dead bodies that I know are there. Okay. And God help me, if anyone is within an arm's distance of me, if anything brushes my leg while I'm in the water, (laughs) it's not funny. The danger is real. And I'm utterly utterly panicked at the thought. So this fear actually means I swim really fast. (laughs) So I am literally using the fear to propel me. Is that healthy? Probably not, but I digress. Okay. Where can you use your fear to propel you? Where can you say, thank you, fear, and breathe it into momentum? Stand on it and launch. 
I find these things, it's easy to say, but when you can actually use your imagination and breathe into this concept, you can take the potential energy of fear and convert it to kinetic energy, to iterate, to level up, to do the thing. Okay, another way I combat fear is to make myself available to failure. What do I mean? All right, somewhere between learning how to walk and getting grades at school, maybe, somebody convinced us that failure is like the worst thing that can happen to us. And thank God nobody told us this when we were transitioning from crawling to walking. Can you imagine? Like, sorry, baby Ella, you fell. It was pretty embarrassing. Let's not give that a go again, yeah? (laughs) So, yeah, I'm no longer Ella the Invincible, never let them see you sweat because I acknowledged my fear. I called it by name. I leveraged it to project me into something exciting and new, and now here I am. I am very willing to suck at something new. I am willing to show up without preordained success. I am willing to show up without preordained success. Are you? Because what is the absolute very worst thing that could happen? Like really, really, what is the worst thing that could happen? I would much rather fail, even spectacularly, than do the minimum effective dose to get through a small but very picturesque life. So what does this look like, though? This is far more than a mental trick. I want you to consider where can you be intentional and be willing to suck at something? I mean it. Like, I want you to sign up for something or join something or take a class in something that you absolutely suck in. Maybe it's French or dancing or joining a book club or signing up for a 5K. Where can you intentionally render yourself uncomfortable? For me, I recently joined a corporate women's group in Washington, D.C. that is way out of my comfort zone, for which I had to climb on top of my imposter syndrome, stand on its shoulders, and leave. Yes, I bumped up against all the what am I doing here's and the I'm not good enough to hang out with these women and I'm not qualified. Of course, I bumped into all of that. And I did it anyway. It doesn't make me good, bad, or indifferent. I'm just talking about momentum here. It's why I bought rollerblades, to use a different example, and why I don't care what my neighbors think when they see me flailing around trying really not to hurt my face. Just kidding. I'm actually like not so bad anymore, but it's why I'm trying to learn a new physical skill all the time. You might see me practicing handstands and cartwheels in my driveway and I am falling all over the place. I am a source of comedy or derision or eye rolling for someone, I'm sure, but I don't give it a second thought because I am actually trying to do things that I am no good at because I want to build that muscle. When you are willing to embrace things that you're no good at, guess what happens? Obviously, the more metaphorical handstands that you do, the better you get at them and there's skill development there. That's true. But more importantly, you identify as someone who is willing to operate outside of your comfort zone, outside of your convenience zone and the safety of your protected ego. That person is going to have way more adventures than Susie's safety zone, okay? (laughs) And and I care what other people think, Kathy. (laughs) Sorry, Susie and Kathy, it just came to me. So be willing and be intentional about doing things that feel uncomfortable to you. Create the experience for yourself of using that fear to level up. By the way, I think you know this. I think you understand the spirit and the intent of what I'm saying. But get uncomfortable means get out of your comfort zone. It never means override your actual intuition and be fearless and go against your inner voice, okay? Your intuition is boss. Don't put yourself in harm's way because I said face your fears. Okay, let's recap. We aren't fearless. 
If you feel fear at starting something new or creating the life that you want, it's not a sign that you're doing it wrong. There's no such thing as fearless if you are pushing past old limits. So live, laugh, love all day, but forget fearless, please. Instead, let's get curious. Let's drag that fear into the light. Let's call it by name. Let's examine why it's coming up for us instead of taking it at face value or as a sign that we should stay small, play small. All right, ready? Now we're going to make that fear work for us. We're going to convert it from potential energy wreaking havoc on our nervous system into kinetic energy that propels us forward. Thank you very much. What's next? We're not only not avoiding the fears that come up for us in our minds and in our egos, we are going to court it. We're going to seek it out. We're going to dance with it. We're going to sign up for scary things and engage with a challenge on purpose. We are going to create muscle memory around this. We're going to create an identity, literally one step at a time, of the person who feels fear, acknowledges fear, uses fear and leverages it to level the hell up. We are fierce, not fearless. Now prove it. Okay, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, find me on Instagram at onairwithella or open the show notes for this episode and get all the links at onairella.com. There's no whip. It's just onairella.com. Thanks for listening, thank you for sharing the show, and thanks for inspiring me. You are, quite simply, awesome.